Welcome back, everybody, to another H&K Video Game Experience. It's Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's up, man? What's going on, man? So, we are going to do our first series. If you've been keeping up with the Facebook, you know what we've been doing. Um, I've told you a million times, or I've told you guys a couple times, probably sick of hearing it, about the Final Fantasy VI um, series that we're going to do. So, we're finally here. This is the first one, and uh, we're excited to be doing it. It's a little bit different than what you're used to hearing from H&K. H&K is we kind of do the uh we'll, we'll pick a game and just say top gun jaws whatever when we did the, the 80s game for example we've all played them in the past we all remember them but we'll go back and play them again go back and get some information about it and then kind of relive it via our memory and any new information we picked up and then just try to see how well the game holds up in general this time we're not going to do that with final fantasy 6 we're actually going to kind of walk through the entire game all right, starting with uh, Narsh, and just kind of talk about it. Obviously, we're going to get into our first memories of it at, at some point, stuff like that. Um, probably a four-part series. I think that's what we decided on. Um, probably going to go up to the Opera House today, and then from there to the Dark World, and then we'll split the Dark World in, in half with the actual story and the side missions. This could be massive. So it depends on how long it takes. Um, but that's what we're going to do for our next four and uh, see how it goes. Um we also tried to do some live broadcast there on Facebook. Sorry about all the, the clutter on your timelines there. Um, we've since taken them down from our timeline, but hope we didn't annoy you guys too bad trying to get that thing working. So thanks for uh, bearing with us on that. But um, but anyway, clear what you've uh, you've been playing any games or what's going on, man? So, well, I'm about the only thing I've been doing is trying to get well. I've been I got sick right before New Year's and. Then, as soon as I start feeling a little bit better, my kid gets sick. So, I'm just going through the rounds of sickness here at the house. So, um, the only thing I've really been playing, of course, is the Final Fantasy VI game. Uh, I put it on my phone so that way I can see that's play it wherever <laughs> I can play. That hurt and my soul a little bit, man. I mean, I'll be honest. When you said, this is my favorite, most cherished game in the world. Oh, so it's a it's a fantastic game. I and love the game. The, they remade it on a cell phone. What a slap in the face! How much was it on the cell phone? Did you buy it? It was eight bucks. Okay, it was eight bucks. Yeah, I bought it. I went ahead and bought it. I did it the right way. So, you and um, another friend of mine, Micah, said uh, that he's been uh, playing it on his phone too. So, but you know, it probably is convenient. I'm sure, but man, it's just. This it's, ex- it's it's really convenient and and with me being sick lately and with a sick kid it's helped me be able to play it um if i had to rely on just my tv um i'd kind of be up a creek without a paddle and take even longer to get to parts or whatever yeah so it's been really nice to have it right there i mean it it's a pain to control uh because yeah, it just it's just that but i'll get into that when we talk about it talk about it later but um, other than that, I mean, it's pretty much the exact same. I feel like they have boosted some other things with it. Now, like I said, I'll get into that later. But okay, yeah, I'm doing it the- is. But, but it's the true full. It is the true full game. It's not any kind of abbreviated thing or anything for yeah. all for all the listeners out there. I'm playing it on the SNES Mini just so I can capture it. This will be on YouTube as well with an actual playthrough, um, depending on what we talk about and so on. Um, but I'm recording the entire thing playing through uh so you guys will be able to see it 
hopefully we can convey why it's such a great game and why I think it's one of the best games ever made, especially the best Final Fantasy. There are some, and I'm, we're you know we're all in agreement. Seven, ten, these are great ones. So it's it's kind of like a different way is why I like it so much. Um, probably just because where I was in life at the time, um, you know, young teenager or whatever. But um, man, just going back and playing it, it kind of just took me right back and the story just sucked me right in. There's elements of this old school RPG that are just, I just love and I hope they would implement it in other games. But like you said, we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, but dude, I got to tell you what I've been playing. So I just, I have to ad, um, admit a mistake. So I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. There you go. And I've always, I don't liked it, but I didn't include it on my 2018 games list. That was a mistake. I should have included it there. It's a beautiful um, game. It's, it's beautiful, fantastic. but it's just it's, it's just so fun. Weird. I just love all the, uh, the it is and everything on there when it comes to creating the weapons and fighting the mo- They did a brilliant. First of all, the, the the protagonist on there, the the girl is the perfect main character. It fits the story perfectly. Mm-hmm. Sneaking around and all this cool stuff, and then the, this is where it really kind of takes an an art form or just some next level game design. When you see the 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 uh, machine. First of all, the machines threw me off the game right off the bat. I don't want to play machine fighting machine dinosaurs. I thought they just threw me off. Now that's going to explain it. The game explains it. There's a reason for it. I haven't gotten there yet, but you have, you can kind of tell what happened. So, but they the the brilliance of the game design. They make the machines tough enough to where you want to avoid them if you can, but not just like dominant. You know that dominates you. You can use all kind of different tactics to take them down and all this. So that's that's kind of really hard to, to do, I would think. So, um, but well, I mean, that would be on my nineteen. <laughs> it's a great game because it's just it, you, you do have to use tactics when you go fight up against the bigger things. Um, I didn't get super deep into it, and I'm probably going to play it some more throughout this year. Um, I've got another. I got a whole bunch of other games that are backlog that I haven't played yet. I mean, like I said, I picked up God of War during the. Um, uh, holidays, you know, because it was on sale. I got it for like I think less than twenty bucks, a brand new copy. So I'm definitely gonna play through that, and that'll yeah. probably definitely hit my uh, end of year nineteen top ten. But uh, I even got the game Starlink for my uh, Nintendo Switch. I was able to pick it up for around forty bucks, you know, which is really cheap because it's just the starter pack of it's usually seventy five, eighty bucks. So I look forward to playing that as well. But um, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, great game. If you haven't pl- if you haven't played it or checked it out, you go get it. It's it's it definitely worth the play. Definitely worth the time. Um, it definitely you know is it, a great game. So I mean that's all I can really say about it right now because like I said, I haven't dove super deep into it. But I do love the mechanics of it, and it's to me it's one of the first games that I've played that actually made the bow and arrow feel like a bow and arrow. Um, it, you know, it had great mechanics with that. Um, a game that I play regularly, the game that shall not be named Destiny 2, uh, they put, they put bows in there and the mechanics to me are just off. It, it's just, it does, it doesn't work right. You know, it just, Arrows just don't fly right. the same in space though. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they should be floating <laughs> they a little keep more. just going forever. Yeah. So it just, uh, the mechanics for... bullets would too, so... Yeah. So the, mecha- <laughs> the, the mechanics of uh, the mechanics of it just doesn't, you know, doesn't pan out the way it do- did in Horizon Zero Dawn. And, I, and granted, I know that, that in Horizon Zero Dawn, your main weapon is your bow. Whereas you can just choose to use a bow or not in Destiny 2. It just, I just think they... Excuse me. I, think, I just think they failed on the part of 
making the bow workable in Destiny 2. I, I just don't like using them. That's my opinion on that. So I saw this on uh, Instagram today, which is really cool. And I was trying to look it up while you were talking, uh, but I can't remember what it was called. It was something like 8-Bit Heroes, the next 8-Bit Heroes or something like that. And they created um, a program. This is really cool. And I don't know if there's other ones like this, but he they demonstrated that the website looks really good, um, that you can create your own NES game. I mean, you I've can, seen something about that. And you can put it on a you know a cartridge and everything and sell it for all you know whatever. Oh, that's cool. I'm sure you can. I mean, you can sell it if you want to, but they um, it's there's no programming at all. I mean, you're gonna have to design. Mm. It, it was take forever. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. still. I would like to design like a little, you know, RPG or like a Zelda game. And he showed a showed a um, preview of how to kind of do that. A tutorial. And uh, but you got to design all the characters, these little pixelated things. You know that would take a long time and to do it well. But you know if you wanted to do a game that massive, probably not smart to do your first game that massive. But it was really cool to see. It kind of got me thinking, like, hmm, maybe I do want to do a game. But after kind of thinking about all it takes, it's probably not a good idea. But still cool nonetheless. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, so the twelve days of Christmas is now over. We just released the last one. Already had a winner yep. um, on that one, and uh, just there are two we think that have not had an answer. So if you look in our uh, Facebook, uh, you know, Facebook page, and you look in the comments of each video, if you don't see an H and K saying that you know winner or you're the big winner or whatever, then that one is still open because people can only win once, and there's a couple of people were answering two or three times. So, you can still win a prize. Just fun little um, video game memorabilia, various mugs. I think there's a Job of the Hut mug. That's probably my favorite. It just looks, yeah, that one's pretty cool. It just it's looks, huge. Yeah, like you take it to work or something, and that'd be so fun to go to a big meeting with it. But uh, <clears throat> but anyway, that kind of stuff and little plushes and little stuff that you just put on your shelves or whatever for collectors. It is pretty cool. There's a, there's a few mugs actually. And some, um, I think like a, what do you call it? A little, uh, like a Yeti type of cup or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, just, uh, just, a there's a Zelda glass, like a, uh, you can call it a beer glass if you want to. Um, okay. I thought there was like a little thermos thing there. I don't think so. So about the, uh, about that, man. Um, the one that I asked day, which day was it sick? I don't remember which day it was. But it was the number of hearts required to get the white sword in the Legend of Zelda. And if you're a listener, how many? No, you're wrong. It's not six. It's actually five. five. I had to go go back and play it again myself. Now, to, to prove that, I remember specifically when I was growing up, Finding the white sword, getting it, okay, cool. And then going back and going, man, I know right where it is. I'm just going to get past this, you know, blue, I can't remember what you call them, the uh, <laughs> centurion things. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and I'm going to go get the white sword. I couldn't get it. Like, man, why can't I get it? Well, you got to have the number of hearts. So I'd get one. So I'd have four. Go back, nope. Five. Go back, nope. Six. Got it. All right. So I think that the Legend of Zelda is a victim of the Mandela effect. Because 
It used to be six. All right. To to emphasize the point, I put a Twitter, um, Twitter, uh, cert. What do you call it? Which we got multiple choice. Twitter, yeah, Twitter survey. A survey, and it says, uh, "How many hearts do you need to get the white sword?" Do not look it up. Answer based on memory. And I think it's been victim of the Mandela effect. All right, four, five, and six. I actually had five people. Big deal. Oh wow. Nobody said five. One person said four. Everybody else said six. I'm telling you, it is a victim of the Mandela effect. I don't know what it, in, in some other universe right now. It used to be five to get the hearts, and now it's six. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't. So, so five was the right answer. But so, do you have a Nintendo that you played? played yeah, it on I played the it on the cart and everything, and it was five. And I recorded it. So <laughs> you know, it was five. I saw it on oh, YouTube. Wow. So I saw it on YouTube first. Somebody picked it up, it was five, and everybody's going, oh, that's not Nintendo. That looks like a Commodore. That, you know, just being funny. And now it's six. It's all, you know, but they were like, no. And he picked it up, and they were all calling him that it, he did something to it. So, um, dude, it's weird, man. That's wild. <clears throat> if you're not familiar with the Mandela effect, uh, are you are you real familiar with the Mandela? No, effect? I'm not. That's when you said it. I was like, "What's the Mandela effect?" Okay, I actually, I actually looked it up and read about it, but I'm not familiar with. It. So go ahead and tell so, us. So, let me ask you. You remember that old uh, show? I think it was in the '90s with Ses- Sarah Jessica Parker on HBO. Oh, the uh, it's like set. What was it is, called? Is it the the city one? Yeah, what's it called? Sex in the City. No. Nope. It's not sex in the city. It what used it? to be. It's sex and the city. Look it up. Mandela Effect got it. What? It used to be. Go look. Okay. I'll give you another one. Who was the. Before you look it up, don't look it all up yet. Who was the spokesperson for Publishers Clearinghouse? God, I don't remember the dude's name. Do you remember uh, who it was? He did Star Search, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I cannot remember his Ed name. Man. Yeah, Segment Man. Nope. He was never associated with Publishers Clearinghouse, according to Publishers Clearinghouse. I'm not making all this up. you got to look it up. It, he was never associated. There, there's, there are tapes of people on Johnny Carson saying, I don't want to be an Ed McMahon with a Publishers Clearinghouse thing. All these people are doing this. Uh, dude, this is a weird thing. And so then uh, there's a ton of these. And here's another one for you, just for you that the uh, that you back in the day, you remember the book, this old ch- child's book with three bears, or four bears. It had the mama bear, papa bear. And they were literally called that mama bear, papa bear in the book. Brother bear, sister bear. You remember what it, those books were called? The little golden books. Uh, no, it wasn't golden books. It was the Baron the Berenstein Bears. Books. Yeah, the Berenstein Bears. I remember that. All right, spell Berenstein for me. Uh, the best you can. B e a r s t e i n. Yeah, Berenstein. S t e i n. That's what it used to be. <laughs> oh now it's a b a r whatever b a r e n s t a i n. Berenstein. It's Berenstein. Look at it. Look, at, and you, you can go back in time. Everything has been changed because of the timeline. This is the Mandela effect, man. Look it up on YouTube. It is freaky, man. There's so many different things like that. And Zelda got zapped. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Go, you looking it up? 
You think I'm making all this up? I'm not. What? Yeah, you're messing. Yeah, what are you looking up? Me- like the Berenstain Bears. That's just, just yeah. yeah. That's so wrong. Yep. Go look at Angry Video Game Nerd. Did a whole thing about it. Oh In my Some gosh. other universe. It used to be Berenstain. Now it's Berenstain. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's crazy. I've got a book that's got Berenstain Bears on it. In my I, son's room right now. I bet it says Berenstain. That's been changed by the timeline. The new the new timeline. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane! Crazy, I'm telling you, man. So man, they all started Mandela effect. Remember, uh, Nelson Mandela died, and everybody knew he died, and then he yeah. really didn't die, and he's like running for office or something. I don't even know if he's dead now or not. He's probably died two or three times, but he used to be dead. Now the timeline brought him back, and so <laughs> whatever. There's a whole theory about it. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, Ed McMahon is the one that blew my mind. Everybody, without a doubt. Ed McMahon. He is not. He never was a part of Publishers Clearinghouse. But anyway, and it used to be Six Hearts for Zelda. I'm telling you. <laughs> for the White Sword. Anyway, so I did that on Twitter and six people have uh, commented that it was six, excuse me, five people said that it was uh, Six Hearts. So that's what I thought too. Maybe I'm just wow. remembering wrong. But I'm remembering a whole lot of things wrong. There's way more than just those three. That's wild. I'm, I'm gonna uh, now. I'm gonna be this all this whole uh, conspiracy theorist person now. You didn't got me into this, now. <laughs> dude. It's crazy because you can't go back up. and prove it because everything's been changed. That's the theory. So sex and the city. It's you know what? No, it's sex in the city. It's always been sex in the city. Sex and the city. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so that's it. But I do have to let a public announcement know that I did delete my Twitter account. Um, I've given up on uh, humanity a little bit more every day <laughs> that I look at Twitter. So I just I deleted it, man. Nothing good has ever come from. I told Twitter. you, Twitter's an evil black hole. Don't go into uh, it. <laughs> so I deleted it. So Hollywood Cole don't have a Twitter Twitter on there anymore. And. Uh, I took Warhorse off everything. So, um, yeah, there's no more Twitter for any of those. But, uh, you know, you, you I won't even get into it. So I, I, I was fired up, and I actually called Clear today. Like, I'm going to have to go off on the podcast tonight about this particular thing. Everything's good. I'm not even going to mess with it. I just get that out of my life. No negativity. All positivity. <laughs> it's all you need, man. So um, got rid of that. There is still Instagram, still Facebook, all that. Facebook's been great. We really enjoy yeah. uh, the Facebook. That's so much fun. Yeah, we've gotten great support out of Facebook. And, you know, thanks to all of our people that are listening that are on Facebook. If you're listening to us and not following us on Facebook, you're missing out on some of the fun stuff we do over there. Because we can do a little more on there than what we can do here just in the podcast. So Yeah, you just put we post some news on there as we get it. But it's just funny to see. Like my uh, One of my questions was, does Sonic suck or is it good because it didn't really my kids were like right outside of the door and i meant to talk more about it is it overrated or whatever because you know my feeling on sonic one i'm talking about and we need to do a review on sonic by the way i thought about we should we should do a sonic Sonic one we'll do that yeah because you're more the sega guy and i grew up with nintendo so if you kind of grew up with whatever controls you're used to it's just my theory you know who knows but uh and people are like sonic rules you know chevy jumped in he's like sonic's <laughs> awesome what are you talking about you know so it's just fun to, to kind of 
talk up games, chop up some games with everybody. But um, let's see. You got anything else you want to talk about before we jump into this? I thing? don't really have much. Uh, like I said, uh, this past week, I'm sorry, guys. I failed on keeping up with the news, bringing you anything. But, I mean, it's the new year. There's not a lot going on in video game news. I mean, the only the big talk that I've really been seeing is everybody's getting hyped for Anthem. You got the um, the VIP beta that comes out, I think, around the January 25th-ish, somewhere around there. And you have the regular beta that hits February 1st. No, you will not carry any of your progress over from the beta to the game like some games do. But they are doing an early access. Um, I think right now only PC players get the early access. Um, but check it out. It looks like it's going to be a fantastic game. It looks like it might be one of the top games of 2019. So definitely check it out. Um, I know I'll be playing it pretty, pretty heavily because it looks like it might take the place of Destiny for me. But uh, we, we never know. I might still stick it out with Destiny until the day I die. You never know. <laughs> <coughs> or till the day it dies. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here then. Well, I guess we will get started on the Final Fantasy VI. I don't want to call it Final Fantasy VI, but I did. Final Fantasy III. SNES. Because if you say Final Fantasy III for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, you know it came out in America, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's what we always knew it as until it came out for PlayStation later for Final Fantasy VI. And I'm looking at the Game Boy Advance version. It has Final Fantasy VI as well. So it'll probably jump around three or six. We're all talking about the same one. Yeah. Um, and as I've mentioned a million times before, this is just a beloved game to me. I was hesitant to even do a, a retrospective or review on it because we didn't think we could do it justice. We did one on Final Fantasy II, um, one of our very first ones, probably like within our top ten. Mm-hmm. And we're probably gonna have to go back and redo it um, at some point. And I think we. I mean, I got to go back and listen to it. I, I don't. I don't think I like that one that much. Uh, I think it's just because of how much I like the game. So, so the reason why I liked Final Fantasy two, and I'll say this, is because of one of my just the the crazy off the wall memories that I always Sorry, have. I meant I didn't like the podcast, the Final oh, Fantasy the podcast. II podcast. Yeah, I liked. My bad. Two. My bad. I loved yeah, two. yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> well, just I mean. Yeah, I probably don't like the podcast of that one either, just because I feel like once again, after sitting up and playing uh, Final Fantasy VI again, um, it's like, man, I could have talked about so much more on Final Fantasy That's why, yeah. two, you know, or Final Fantasy what it was at five and four, or is it four? Is it's yeah. four? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember because I can't keep them all straight. But you know, going back to talk about it, I think that we definitely should do a co- do a recover of it because it, you know it just. We didn't do enough. I mean, we didn't say enough. There's so much to talk about in that game, just like this game. There's so much to talk about. So many changes. So much diversity. Uh, just different, different yeah, ways and different brilliant. avenues to play through the game. I mean, it's, it's 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 put together really well. I mean, when once you said something to me about the opera house scene, I was like, the opera house scene. God, I don't remember that. And then the minute I get to it playing it, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, remember all of it. So. So the what would be good about Final Fantasy two is that or Final Fantasy four whatever Final Fantasy two is I really like that was my first experience with Final Fantasy and that's when three came out I knew I wanted it um, and actually I'm gonna pull up Facebook so I'm gonna get to a point here in a second with that yeah um, but Final Fantasy two um, dude we could do the whole playthrough like you said but there's so much we could talk about it but something different that nobody's doing is that there's an after years also yeah on I saw PSP. That. And so, with the PSP, um, 
dude, you could we could break down even the after years because that's actually mm-hmm. relatively new. I think it's like two thousand eight or something. Yeah, it's like not. That. It's not super old. Well, it's not super new either, but it's not super old either. So that'll get everybody like, what happened to Cecil? What happened to Rosa? What happened to Kane? I think that and I think that'd be fun to play that one because I haven't played that yet, and I saw it. You know, when I went to purchase the Final Fantasy VI on my phone, I saw Final Fantasy IV after years. So I was like, what? And so I kind of got got a little intrigued by it and kind of looked into it. And it looks like it'd be a good game to follow up on it because I did really like Cecil you know, as a character. I really liked him being the lead on that game. It was a lot of fun following him through his changes. I mean, he goes literally from the dark to the light in that game. You know, you see that big yeah, change. Cool. And it's a really cool change. And it's really cool how they did it back in that 16-bit era as well. You know, getting to fight yourself you know, to do that change was a really awesome fight. You know, you're going from the the dragoon to the paladin. Isn't that correct? Well, he wouldn't know he's a dark knight. Or a dark knight to a, a dark knight to to a uh, to a paladin. You get to see that change. And that was really awesome to see that and actually have that happen right in front of you in the sixteen bit era. I mean heck, I'd love to see it get remastered as a you know remastered game, but I don't want to put anything else on Square Enix like they they're like they're doing with Final Fantasy Seven. So So anyway that yeah that my first like real in-depth um, RPG and I really liked the atmosphere we really liked the story so when I saw in my game pro I remember we had a yard sale and I saw in my game pro one little thumbnail of Final Fantasy 3 and I didn't and, it, and I just read about it you know just a little paragraph I knew right away dude I gotta get it gotta get this game so I'd saved up, even at that garage sale, I'd saved up $60 of selling whatever junk I had. And I went to Walmart to buy Final Fantasy 3. And guess how much it was? $79.99 yeah. at Walmart. $79.99. So I was $20 short. I had to ask my grandmother. She hooked me up with $20. So I got it. All right, so I've, I've posted on Facebook back Christmas Eve. It was the J.C. Penney's catalog for 1994. Yep. That's actually when the game came out. Um, not, I just, you know, pretty. I didn't actually mean for that to happen, but it did. And so it has all these games on there: Maximum Carnage, Super Street Fighter. They were 69.99 in the J.C. Penney's catalog in 1994. All right. Uh, so people complain about the 50, uh, 60 dollar price tag on games now. Um, so, like I said, Final Fantasy three was seventy nine ninety nine. It did the inflation, which is about three percent a year. I think this inflation equation gave it a two point four percent a year. With that inflation, it would be a little bit over a hundred and thirty six dollars today. So if somebody released a game, and I'll be honest, if Square Enix released a game, Final Fantasy sixteen, and it says massive, uh, would you pay a hundred and thirty six dollars for it? You know, I, I don't it- know. If they dropped everything with it right off the bat, yes. Well, yeah, that, gonna, that's right. If they're going to break it out and do all the DLCs and everything like they do, then no. I mean, you see, that's that's what makes it so hard to say something like that nowadays because it's like the the way they drop games have changed because they don't drop a complete game anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, quote unquote, it is complete. But if they're going to add DLCs to it and you know that they're going to add DLCs to it, it's not a complete game they're dropping. So, well, you know, you got games like Witcher 3, Fallout 4. I'll say these all the time. Witcher 3, I bought the two DLCs for it. I didn't even touch them just because the game was so massive that I wanted to support it. Um, but that was a $60 game. I don't, you know, how do you make the money? Now, you know, these teams of 
you know, Mario, I don't remember, I think it was like a team of eight. I don't remember. Mario won. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Final Fantasy certainly had a bigger team, but nothing compared to something like Anthem or something like, even like The Witcher 3 or Fallout. They don't, those teams are, you know, go look at their, just go look at Smash Bros, dude. They already got the characters and everything. Yeah. You got to do that little thing at the end where you shoot all the, uh, if you do a if you do a classic mode, you got to shoot all the names. Mm-hmm. You got to pay each one of those people, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I so mean, dude, you got to think about it. You're looking now the the game design teams are anywhere. If you're looking at a small company, you're looking anywhere from what a hundred to three hundred employees. You, you look no at the idea. bigger. You're looking at the bigger ones that are you know five hundred plus. You know working on games. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Square Enix, when I drove by it in LA, was a, what, seven-story building driving by it? And that's just yeah. Square Enix, you know? And so, seven-story yeah, building... on different games. You oh, know? yeah. They got tons of different games, but you know... But regardless, all I'm saying is, you know, now, why, why don't they charge more? And so, I, believe it or not, I'm, you know, I'm not a hater of microtransactions in general. When it's done properly, I don't like the greed and all the same way with DLC and all this, man. I mean, if you you know if you strip from the game to charge for it later, just charge it all for now and give me the yeah. whole game. Um, you know, and you know you can argue either way. Well, you might not like the game, then you saved a little bit of money. Yeah, I mean that's true. So it's just all it's just all in the attitude of the in or the way that they do business or portray that they're doing business to the gaming company like that. If they portray that you're screwing over the consumer, then I don't like it. If you don't, then you know, great. Just like Monster Hunter, uh, Overwatch, uh, even Witcher and Fallout—they all have DLC. Uh, so, yeah. but they didn't throw it in your face, and you know, whatever. It's just fine. We've already talked. We beat this a million times, but you know, all I'm getting at is, man, they got to make their money somehow. You know, they're going to stop making so many big games. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. But anyway, so that's what Final Fantasy. Uh, six was and i believe it was 32 megs i don't know don't quote me it was some kind of crazy thing like that that was unheard of in those days and man that used every bit of it such a great game so uh you got any you, so well, i guess i need to talk about i don't even i actually don't even remember when i first plugged it in and, and started playing i just remember going to walmart and needing 20 bucks extra and grandma hooked me up yeah but um do you remember how you got it and everything um yeah i borrowed it from you well, yeah, I don't. Okay. I, I never. I never. So you I never, never owned it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, back in the day, I never owned a copy of it because what what happened mainly with us and the RPGs were a lot of times. This is you know this just, just from from my memory is is um, growing up. I was you know I, I got sick quite often, and during the summer I got poison ivy probably two or three times a summer. Yeah, I always got poison ivy too. You know, and I got it real bad. I got it from head to toe. Would have to basically you know kind of chill out for a while. And so Hollywood would come over to my house or I'd go over to his house and we'd sit there and play games. Well, whenever we played RPGs, of course, you know, only one player could play it. So most of the time, Hollywood Hollywood would always play it and I'd watch it. And it was, quote unquote, like me watching a movie. And that was fun for me because I enjoyed watching it. And of course, you know, we would talk about strategies and stuff as well as we played through. But he would be the main one controlling it and everything. And that that was just, you know, how, how we played a lot of the RPGs. So a lot of times I didn't end up getting the cartridge. I didn't get a Final Fantasy 2 cart. I didn't get a Final Fantasy 3 cart. I might have gotten them later down the road. But as far as, you know, during our main playing time, no, I didn't I didn't own, own a cart of either one of those. So, okay. um 
Yeah, because I remember, you know, my big thing was is that Easter you got the Final Fantasy two whenever it came out, and I told told my mom and dad I was like, hey, why didn't I get something like that in my Easter yeah, basket? Easter. You know, so that was that was just kind of the big thing that I kind of joke around about a lot. You know, is you know I never and really I, got anything. And I know it was kind of like for you, it was just a special Easter thing. It wasn't anything that you always yeah. happened. It was just that one. Yeah, that's when I played it over at Dre's house. Final Fantasy two got that, enjoyed that one. Um, but you know, you're talking about. You know, we did the whole trading for yep. Sega and Super Nintendo, and I'd do everything except I would keep Final Fantasy three, which I never wanted to get rid of that one. Um, and that's the only game that I'm that I, all the collections I have that I'm considering buying a complete copy of, like spending extra money for a complete copy of that game. You should. So, but you know, I do have some complete games, but it's just because they came in. So I never like salt a complete game unless I just say, "Hey, yeah. the box is there." Okay, cool. I'll buy the box separate. Whatever. But anyway, yeah. that's how much I cherish this game. So um, going back and playing it on the... I did play it on the regular uh, Super Nintendo hooked up to HD, HDMI, and I recorded it. You've seen it on um, YouTube if you've watched that. Not the whole thing, but just certain parts of it. It's just not as crisp, and I forgot that they had it on the Super NES Mini. I got this game. I got so many different copies of this game. <laughs> um, but um, went back and played it on the SNES Mini. It looks crisp. It looks great. The music is world class. I mean, oh, it yeah, is unbelievable. When I started it up on my phone and was playing it, and that first music starts as just the start where you're going down that cloud or whatever, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, it just it just drew me in. All the memories came rushing back. It's so awesome, you know. It just the music to this game is what really for me makes this game amazing. It just the music fits so well. It just fits everything. It's so t- it's timed perfectly. So I'm going to go, I didn't look up the story. All right. So I'm going to go from memory here. And uh, the memory is, so the, so that you said the clouds come down, the Final Fantasy three pops up on the screen. You just let it play. And it talks about now technology in the world. Technology has begun to kind of come into being and people use it, weaponize it and all this kind of stuff. Magic just ceased to exist as there was a big war of the, of the Magi. Um, and that was when basically people fought espers. And we're going to get into what an esper is later on, but they're basically magical creatures at this time. They're tr- people are trying to harness their power, all this kind of stuff. So they sealed off. So they, you know, they've been separated. And um, you start off with Terra is the number one character. So you go, you kind of go through that whole opening scene, right? With the with that music it gives mm-hmm. the background story pans over the empire all the different graphics of the different parts of the world looks it's amazing gives you the whole history goes over narsh which is one of the primary towns in the game you start off as terra who is a magic user all right nobody uses magic so and magic like i said ceased to exist so it's kind of like a myth at this point but the empire has somehow you don't know who this girl is the empire has a slave crown on her and controlling her the empire is the big evil you know, government over the whole thing. There's one big emperor and uh, they're trying to harness Esper energy at this point. You don't know that at this point, but Terra can do magic. So obviously they have captured her and and using her. And you actually don't know her name at this point either. It's just AKA question marks, you know, for her name, you know, it's just. Yours is AKA. Uh, well, this one says AKA. Uh, I'm sorry, I read it, read it wrong. Uh, it's just uh, question marks. Yeah, you just have question marks for it. 
Yeah. Sorry, so I'm I'm actually reading through this while he's reading it too because <laughs> I'm trying to remember it the best I can, and it's better for me to have a walkthrough. Yeah, because so. yours is on the phone, so it might not, it might be different. But anyway, you kind of they got Vix or uh, is it Vix and Wedge or this is supposed to be a Star Wars kind of reference, and they always have these Bigs and Wedges later on and, yeah. and all, all these. But um, but anyway, so they're talking and uh, kind of giving you a little bit of backstory on the snowy hills of Narsh. You hear the wind blowing in the background. I mean, it's just, it's just every little detail, man. And uh, you're like, what's going on? They're in these mech suits. That I'm not a fan of mech, dude. I am not a fan of mech games. It's a whole subculture that I just do not get into. I like it. I mean, but I'm a big fan of. Uh, God, now I can't even think of it. Um, uh, one of the mech characters, Warrior. That, uh, not mech warrior, because uh, I wasn't huge. Yeah, Gundam, Gundams. Yeah, the the Gundams. I like the Gundams. I was a fan of those, and uh, I also love well, Voltron. That's another one I'm a big fan of. So that kind of stuff like that, I like. So I kind of did like the mech suits. Um, I was like, that's pretty cool when I first saw them. Yeah, and so that the, the soldiers, there's two Imperial soldiers. They have the mech suit. Terra has her own mech suit. She doesn't know what's going on. So they're so then they start walking toward Narsh, and this music is what I'm talking about. That just give me chills. Even after you've played the game, especially after you've played the game and you understand all the twists and turns and character development in the game and this big adventure that's about to unfold, and you hear this music, oh man, it is oh, just beautiful. amazing. I recorded it back in the day on a, on a tape, on a cassette. I hooked up my Nintendo, Super Nintendo to my stereo and recorded it. Um, the sound on there, man. Oh, it's just great. Oh, it's just beautiful. I mean, even the even the graphics for that back then yeah, was that, beautiful. I mean, it was just a beautiful scene. It was great seeing those mechs walk. You know, you kind of see the from the behind as they're walking away. Yeah, but it looked credits. good. It looked good. It it sounded good. I mean, it just it's like oh my gosh, you know something. You're fixing to walk into some amazing game because yeah. of that one scene. I mean, it was just like it just everything fit together so well. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is fixing to be something amazing. And then you get to start the game. Yeah, and so that's even that's like the prelude. And if you just let it walk and don't touch it, it'll kind of go through it again. Uh, you push start, and then you now you're running around in Nars to go into the caves. You're starting to starting to get the little Japanese RPG elements of this game already, where you're lined up on one side of the screen. You know, you push fight, item, magic, you know that kind of stuff. And the enemies on the other side, you, they take turns. You can access the active battle system introduced in this one to where, you know, your <clears throat> the enemies will act even if you're selecting what to mm-hmm. do. But uh, I always turn mine to wait just to go to old school. It's my turn. I'm thinking of a strategic move. Then it's their turn, blah, 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 or however it worked out. You know, it's, it's all based on a speed. Your speed stat is when your turn takes place. There's a million different stats. You know, you got your magic, oh, yeah. your, your magic defense, your physical defense, physical attack, and all this. And these different characters have different attributes 
based on their story and based on who they are. And that's who you want to, obviously, if you got some of the high magic stat, that's who you want to be your primary magic user and so on and so forth. So, um, so you're running through the caves with the mech suits and it's just, just a breeze in those suits. You come oh, yeah. up on your first boss who is the, it's called, so I don't know if I, I don't even remember this. Um, I remember the, the name of it, but on, on this it's, uh, Y M I R Yimmer. Yeah, I remember the name. I just don't. I don't know if that's pronounced right. I think that they're trying to Ymer or something. Yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to pull one of the Norse like Norse names out and try to do like that because that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. And so this guy kind of introduces you to. It's just one boss, but he's got two components: a head and a shell. And he's trying to introduce you to um, the fact that hey, it's not just you know unleash on whatever you're fighting, right? You have to use a little bit of strategy. So this little head is a snail-like creature. His head will go into the shell, and if you attack the shell, he hits you with some super bolt, you know, type of thing. So you mm-hmm. just want to wait until um, his head comes out. Now, Terra can use magic even in the suit, yeah. but it's really not needed at all because uh, you can do a cure. The suit can cure, and Terra's suit has a little bit more... Um, things to choose from than the other two. And I don't know how, how that's explained. If they just gave her the better suit to make sure she survives, probably what happened. It, it never explains it. But she can do a missile attack in that suit, and that's by far the strongest thing you can do at this point in the game. Just between that yeah, them. between that and the Bioblaster, the Bioblaster, if you fight any humans, I mean, it just wipes them out. Well, on the Bio... The Bioblaster in the suit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's more for, uh, you know, big groups and... Um, the missile is just a single, you know, it just kills them. But anyway, so it kills that. And then she, uh, and then they go through and they, they come upon the Esper, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see here. Oh, yeah. So they, they come up on it. So you actually get in a fight. The, that's why I couldn't remember. There's two times you walk up on the Esper, uh, yeah. several times. But this time, um, they go into the actual combat screen and the other mm-hmm. two get the two guys get thrown away. And, and she is uh, right in front of the frozen Esper and they kind of connect somehow like lightning and all this. And she kind of gets knocked back into her senses. And so um, her the armor explodes. And then, you know, next thing you know, she's waking up uh, alone and confused in the mines and, uh, this old man is nursing her back to health. So in in that, so she wakes up in the, in a bed in NAR. Sorry. Yeah. She wakes up in bed. Yeah. And the guards are trying to, to come back and find her. Yeah. And she only remembers her name at that point. Yeah. And so, um, I'm trying to think, how does she get down into the cave when Locke is introduced? She falls down into it. She's, she's trying to escape. Oh yeah, she's trying to escape out the back when the guards yeah, come she's up. Trying, mm-hmm. Yeah, the guards come up and she tries to run out the back and the back way is through the caves. And then she goes out to the caves and as she's going through the caves, she hits a point where she falls through the floor. And she falls down yeah. and then um, that's when uh, Locke is actually, you see Locke talking to uh, one of the guys in Narsh. Locke comes running into the caves and that's when uh, Locke comes in and saves the day. Yeah, so... Um one thing that this game does that's really cool is when it sh- each character has its, their own music too, and yes. so it'll <laughs> it'll kind of when they're introduced, the game will kind of center that character on the screen. Everything else goes black, 
and they'll have a little description of that character, you know, really kind of poetic description. Mm -hmm. And and it's just great. I wish I could give you an example here. Um, Actually, we'll just go ahead and do that because that is awesome. Mm -hmm. They do that. And then also too, on that screen after that, it shows you the character and it gives you an actual, like a really nice picture of what the character should look like and not the little, you know, the, the person that you see there, it's, um, I guess it would be like an avatar, kind of what you would call it now. But it's mm-hmm. a, it's like a portrait of that person. It's like a really nice graphic of them. I really like that. It's the Japanese drawing style and everything, so it looks really cool. And you can also change their name at that point. That's something that I thought was kind of weird. It's like, why would you want to have your characters, especially your main characters like this, have their name changed? You know? So yeah, that is that a weird, weird. thing. Um, they did that in Final Fantasy two as well. So for us, you know, it's, it's just kind of what you can, um, something that's maybe to ex- be expected. I never changed their names, um, but I did in Final Fantasy four, just after I'd played it a million times. So I mean, I guess just having that option, but that is weird. It's just kind of, I mean, whatever, yeah. I guess you can call them whatever you want, but, um, but yeah, I, I can't find it on their name, but it gives you that description. You'll see it in the YouTube video, but, um, anyway, Locke jumps in He's a thief, and he hates when you call him thief. He wants to be called treasure hunter. Mm-hmm. All right, so his basic thing is he's part of the Returners, which is an underground resistance to the Empire. And so he's kind of their little... I mean, he, he is part of that. I don't know what his main role is. I guess he's their treasure hunter, but he kind of just jumps around. He somehow knows Tara's there and goes and tries to, to get her from um, whoever the old man is that's taking care of her. He's part of the Returners as well. So she runs and falls into the mines. Locke has to go in there and save her. And so this is when you're introduced to a new component as well of the game to where you have to form parties. And so they have a bunch, so a whole ton of bad guys surround, not surround her, but they all line up to come and take Terra. Well, Locke calls on Mog. And Mog was like the little main character, the little pig type of character, the super, t- you know, powerful. He was like the spokesman for Final Fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, six on all the commercials and the ads and like the game pro and stuff. <clears throat> but uh, so that's when you first see him and he actually walks out to, hey, do you need to disc- you need to understand? Do you it just says defend Terra from the emperor? Do you need and understand how to do this or something like that? And you put, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I don't, I don't need a description. And so yeah. what it does, it gives you three different groups and then you separate all the mogs and Terra or separate all the mogs and lock in a group. And then you can switch between those three groups as they're marching up to you. <coughs> what were you going to yeah. say? Oh, I was just talk, talking about the, the moggles cause, uh, uh, they, there's just a ton of them. And, uh, later on in the caves, you get to see that it's pretty cool. Um, they're just awesome little, they always little guys. say Kupo. Yeah. That's all they say too. They never say yeah. really. They never really say anything until it's like one specific Mogul, and he he will give <laughs> you like details. Mog. And his <laughs> name is Mog. If it's if Mog the Mogul, if he if he comes up to you, he'll actually tell you details. But all the other ones just say Kupo. You know that's their language yeah. is Kupo. And yeah. what was cool is is when they had the Final Fantasy crossover for uh, Monster Hunter World. Uh, he was actually in there, and of course, when he pops out, he says "Kupo." You know, it's just like okay, it's just kind of funny. But he, he, yeah, he is pretty much the Final Fantasy spokesman, yeah, or spokesperson, I should say. And then, see, while I'm thinking about it, the um, 
the fight there is really cool with having the split parties, having the three parties that you have to go back and forth from because you actually have that happen later on in the game as well. So it's introducing you to a mechanic that you're going to use throughout this game because it's not something that you did in Final Fantasy for us, Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, this is something new to this to this one here, which was a really, really inventive way, especially in this. Although this one scene here, to me, it felt like it took forever to fight through it because it's like the, um, the bad guys that are coming at you walk at a super slow pace. You would think that if they're coming <laughs> to do something, coming to attack you, they would be moving faster than a one step a minute pace. Like I mean, panel. it's just like, it's like, boom, boom. I mean, it's just so slow, and there's a bunch of them, so you're having to wait for them to come to you, or you can move your characters down and kind of, you know, speed up the fight. I actually liked moving my characters down to speed up the fight, just because it took too long. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to. Yeah, wait. once you learn it, I mean, you can. So you can sit there and have your main, you know, Ma, well, they're. Uh, I don't think Ma. I think the uh, yeah Ma. These these groups are already pre-made. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're pre-made. There's nothing <clears throat> that you get to select yeah. in these, so you don't select it yet. So. Um, but anyway, um, so I got, you know, Mog's group because he can learn the cave dance. Mm-hmm. So it's a menu-based system. You have fight, then you'll ha- have a special, and then you'll have magic if you're a magic user and item. So Locke is not a magic user, so he has fight, steal, since he's a th- treasure hunter, then a blank, and then item. So you're introduced to this steal mechanic. Um, Mog has fight, dance, blank and then item so um that's their menus and the point i'm getting is everybody has a, their own special ability and you so, also have defend in that menu well defend is uh, not on not on the super nintendo one defend you have to uh press right you push over and it'll go to defend or if you push to, to uh, that's right, right. yeah right mine, arrow. yeah mine actually had the defend in there so yeah and on the left if you push left it'll do row and it'll change their row so um so that's how you get steal, and you can start stealing items from these monsters and whatever. So anyway, you you save Terra, back up at the top, and now Locke wants to take Terra to meet the King of Figaro, which is day four question, Edgar. So we want to go meet Edgar at Figaro, and Figaro is a kingdom that is actually friendly with the Empire. So there's a little bit of a double crossing going on here. Edgar, on the surface, is cool with um, the Empire, but he's actually a returner. So Locke goes down there to Figaro to greet Edgar and introduce Terra, the magic user that nobody's ever heard, you know, seen or heard about magic, you know, to Edgar to see what we're going to do here. So they meet Edgar, and this is also when Kefka, the main villain and arguably the greatest villain, until Sephiroth, for sure, um, yeah. that there is in a Final Fantasy game. And probably he has the most recognizable sound, his laugh, oh my in gosh, all yes. of Final Fantasies. Uh, once again, it's going back to the music and the sounds of this game. I mean, when you hear Kefka's laugh, you know it. I mean, right now, if you played it just randomly for me, I wouldn't think anything. I, I would think straight, oh, that's Kefka. You know, it's just one of those iconic sounds i mean it's just it's crazy oh yeah and so um so he's there and he's talking to you know we're looking for telling edgar we're looking for a um so his real full name there's all these full names. i'm not going to get into every single one of them and a lot of times these names by the way if i pronounce it wrong it's because that's what i pronounced it as a kid like lock was always locky and yeah. so my actually my my thief on um 
if I if I want it to be Locky on any of these games, I'll pronounce it or I'll spell it L O C K I E. But uh, Locky and Sales, which is Celeste, I would assume. I don't know what it is. Uh, we always called her Sales, but it's probably mm-hmm. Celeste. But anyway, <clears throat> Edgar Roney Figaro is <laughs> this is his real name. But uh, so he's kind of putting on to the emperor, hey, you know, we hadn't seen her. I don't know where she is. There's a lot of girls here. He's like a ladies' man, you know. Yeah. And so that's kind of his thing, you know, the pretty boy. Uh, and so anyway, he's kind of doing his thing there. He has a twin brother. If you walk around Figaro Castle in between the scenes and start talking to people, they will actually you run into an old woman that'll talk to you about Sabin, who mm-hmm. is Figaro, or, uh, Figaro's or Edgar's twin brother, and Figaro's could, he could be king too, but he gave up the throne. Saban gave up the throne for freedom, and he's a big kung fu guy, just kind of living in the living out in the streets, living in the mountains, and living on the wild. And he's become our local monk. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a monk. He does play the kind of the monk character, and he has the the blitz specialty. We'll get to him in a second. All right, so uh, Edgar hatches this plan. They're all going to get away in a secret to Figaro Castle. Nobody questioned it at the time. Whatever, it's cool. They push a switch. Figaro Castle will go underground through the desert and to wherever. We don't know where it goes. It goes underground and gone. So now Kefka is out in the desert. You know, you're riding on chocobos to get out of there. As it's going under, you, Locke, and Terra to get out of there to go to South Figaro um, to try to find Bannon um, to figure out what to do next. Bannon's the leader of the, of the returners. And so, anyway, you're trying to take her to Bannon. And then you just go on this little other side missions here. You're going to, um, you got to go to Figaro Cave to get there. Yeah. Before you get too far on there, okay. just, to throw in, just to throw in a nice little funny thing there is another one of these cultural references is in this, uh, when you're, um, if you talk to the Imperial soldiers right before you talk to Kefka, before he's burning down, he's trying to burn uh, Figaro Castle down. There's actually a Beavis and Butthead reference there, where uh, one one of the uh, one one of the soldiers go fire fire, <laughs> you know, kind of like what Beavis used to do. Oh, yeah. And so and so they've got so so you get these cultural references in this game as well when you catch little things like that. I mean, you've got Biggs and Wedge, which is Star Wars. You've got this fire fire, he <laughs> you know, that's Beavis and Butthead reference. So you get yeah. these little little quips like that in there. I just want to make sure we include that. There's a ton of them. Um, I'm not going to even be able to touch them all. Um, oh, no, no. I just want to make sure I covered that one because I used to love Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. If you, can, if you remember them, cover it. Um, but uh, so anyway, throughout this time, guys, you're, 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 you can fight random battles. You're getting your experience. You're getting your gill, which is your gold. You know, there's treasures to find. This is, this is what I love about the game. When you're grinding is not in vain, you know. Uh, no, if you're, you're going to give me experience, you're going to give me gold. I can buy better stuff when I go to the next town. It's just an understood fact. When you go to a next another town, the gear should be better. Yep. You know, and so sometimes you find this piece of iron armor. Oh, it's three thousand gold, man. I don't quite have three thousand, and I want everybody to have the best armor, so I need to go grind it out a little bit out in the fields that's just part of the game and if you're kind of just fighting everything you really don't have you usually have plenty of gold if i remember correctly i didn't have a problem yet getting the gold for these things but um you know so for me um i was trying to power through the beginning parts of it and power through the beginning parts of it yes if you don't do a little bit of grinding you will have a gold issue i had okay. a guild issue pretty quickly and I was like, well, I know the only way to get more more money is go out there and go fight. And the good thing about that is, is 
you know, like Hollywood said, you're not doing it in vain. You're getting levels out of it. You're getting money out of it. You're getting treasure out of it. You're getting things that actually will help you in the long run of playing the game. And especially when you move on to new areas, the level increases for the for the enemies that you're fighting in those new areas. So if you grind some levels out before you move to the next level, you'll be better prepared to fight those enemies and it won't be such a challenge. I mean, you can go in and still make a you know make a mistake if you decide to do the wrong type of attack to these to the enemies that you fight in the new areas. You know, it definitely will be, you know, it'll be bad against you, but you know, go out and do a little bit of grinding. Yep, and you only save at a save point, which is a little twinkly you know, star point, mm-hmm. you can save it there or you can save out in the fields um, when you're not in a town. And guess what? If you mess up and get real far ahead and get all this great gear, whatever, and die, you're starting back from wherever you saved last. There is no, yep. qu- there's no auto saves. There's none of that. Um, so <clears throat> that can, you know, in fact, well, that's more of a, uh, that's all more of a Super Nintendo uh, mini thing. I won't get into it, but I, I somehow overwrote one of my saves. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back and play like two, three hours. So I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do this. But I did. And um, But anyway, so you have to. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, the good thing about it on the phone is there is a quick save that you can do a quick save, turn it off, which, I mean, they they understand if you're playing it on a phone, you're playing it on a mobile system like that. Yeah, you got to. You, you've got to because you're not going to always get to a save point because save points are few and far between. I mean, they really are unless you hit the open world. When you hope to hit the open world, you can save any at any time, which is a good feature because as long as you can pop out of a city real quick, you can save. Yeah, and then, of course, your SNES Mini has that save state too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to kind of get into this too. Uh, so first of all, Edgar's special, uh, or his particular move is tools. So he has an auto crossbow, shoots all the enemies, the bio blaster. That's the only two you need for at this point. Pretty much. So the only two you need. Um, he's a sword user. So Locke is a dagger user. He can use some swords. Terra is a sword user. So you got a sword slot or a primary weapon slot. You have a shield slot. You have a hat slot. And you have a ro- uh, armor slot. This is different than Final Fantasy 2. You had a few more um, trying to avoid talking about Final Fantasy 2 too much, but yeah. you had it just different. It was minimized or simpl- simplified a little bit more here. But now you have the two relic sh- slots. Yes. And relics give you special things like the star pendant will make you immune to poison. Um, Knight's code will make you uh, defend the if somebody's hurt. So you, what happens is you have, say, a thousand hit points. Somebody beats you down to 50. Your guy's like hunched over. Mm-hmm. And so now he's, that's when he's in like a state of, you know, really weakness. Now he doesn't affect critically, his attacks critically wounded. Yeah, he's critically wounded. So, but uh, somebody with a knight's code will jump out and take a hit for him. If he gets attacked, that would kill him. Sprint shoes make you run. This was one of those things, man. Sprint shoes, if you put it in, it makes your guy walk faster. This is a luxury. You know, these are hard. Yeah. I don't, I hate luxury ones because it's mm-hmm. taken up something to make my guys stronger. And they kind of probably would have changed it, you know, knowing what they know now, because they did change it in the in the D, in the uh, advanced version. You just push A and they run. So there's no need to even have sprint shoes. They yeah. still have them in the game, but you just print, press A and they sprint. So they kind of knew that, you know. There's, so there's there's these are super. There's some super powerful ones, um, and there's some that's just kind of like situational dependent. Like if I know enemy uses poison, I want a star pendant, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I've anyway. Got- I've got one on Edgar that I really love. It's uh, it's either called bracers or gauntlets, mm-hmm. and basically it <clears throat> it makes his uh weapon more powerful. Basically, he can hold a 
sword in two hands, basically, and yeah. his shield becomes his forearms because they have basically uh, what's called uh, bracers or bucklers on on them, and so basically he can defend that way. I love that one because it ups his power of his sword weapons. What do you mean he has bu- bucklers? On mine, so, it just has nothing in his shield slot. Well, it has nothing in his shield slot, but it, in theory, what it is is there's a, there's a shield called a buckler that yeah. actually attaches to your forearm. It's not something you hold. And yeah. so basically he has now what's called bucklers on. So that way oh, he so can... you're talking LARP and stuff. Uh, SCA. It's actual real medieval combat is bucklers. <laughs> so, okay. Well, so because there is a buckler shield on the game yeah. too is what I'm saying. So if you can't have a buckler shield on the game, you're no, just talking no, no. about... No, no, it's in your theory. mind he has a yeah, buckler on. Yeah, my mind in my mind he has these <laughs> he has these small shields that are attached to his forearms because now that he can block with his forearms. Okay. So and and that's I mean in, in in essence that's what it does. It doesn't take anything away from his um from his defenses when you put that relic on. Well, it actually it does take it does take uh your defense goes down because that's kind of what you're giving up because you don't have that shield. Well, I mean, that's what it says on the thing is like you're you're not doing it at the risk of defense. I'll have to look at it because like it didn't take my defense is still super high on that game, on him. Yeah, so he's a he's a plate wearer, but like um yeah, if you if you don't at least on the Super Nintendo version, if you take so it's kind of weird. So you put the gauntlet on, <laughs> and then your stats don't change, but you don't have a shield. Then you leave and come back and open that stat up again. When your attack was one hundred and twenty, now it's two fifty. But if you take that gauntlet off and then try to add a shield, is you'll see his defense will go up. Yeah. Um, but it's you know there's there's are some glitches in the game in terms of like your I don't know the exact thing, but like your magic defense, even though it says it goes up to like two fifty, yeah. it really never does and stuff like that. I don't I don't get into that. Yeah, here's but. the description of the gauntlet. It says, uh, steel hand and forearm guard used by knights allows one weapon to be held with both hands. Basically, it gives him a a boost to his um to his attack. Yeah, and so anyway, so back to the story. They, so that's that's kind of the stuff that you're that really like about the game is that all these different options to customize your characters uh, with your weapons and your and your uh, relics, and that you're constantly opening up treasure chests that have these. You know, you find treasure chests as you're advancing through the game. It's going to have good stuff on there. Um, and not to get too far off track, but I was talking to Coach the other day, and he brought up a very good point. Um, he's playing some Japanese RPG now, and I, I got to get into that. But it seems like the American RPGs have not, this is what he said, have not really learned the risk versus reward system like the American Americans do. You know, so in these, in these types of games, Final, Final Fantasies, even at this point, we kind of know if I go into a cave and it's very difficult, I know there's some good stuff in there. Oh, yeah. You know, that's not the, that's not the case with stuff like Elder Scrolls. You know, no, you find not. a hard to reach case and open it to be like a piece of food in there. And you're like, dude, what? You know, but uh, anyway, so people that grew up in these old school RPGs, that's a disappointment. But anyway, so that's kind of the fun part about it. So anyway, you're traveling to South Figaro. You go meet Bannon. All right, so you go <coughs> you go down there. Um, and, you know, they, they got to South Figaro so they can take a boat to another place um, and uh, to, to get to Bannon. They can't go back to Narsh. So they don't want to go to Narsh at this point, but they're trying to find Bannon. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on why they have to. Because at some point, they, from South Figaro, they go to the mountain to find, and they find Sabin. 
he jumps in while you're in the middle of a fight. And I can't remember exactly why they go to the mountain. Uh, because you're sent there through there. You're sent there. Um, the, to find the legendary you're you're basically you're sent there to uh, find Duncan Master Duncan um, because you're trying to um, he was training some disciples in the mountains and so you're like okay well let me go check that out because that's just the next path on there and you end up finding out that Duncan was murdered you know was killed by one of his uh, t- well, by one of his students and so that's whenever you're um, you're like what okay but his um, his son is missing and a man that uh, bears a resemblance to Edgar has gone to find the rogue student. So basically, when you hear this, it's like oh, there's somebody that looks like Edgar out there. It must be Saban. So that it draws you now to go find to try to find what you think might be Saban out there. Yeah. So you find Saban. He jumps in. You recruit him. You're in the middle of a fight with Vargas and so Saban has this blitz ability and this is again so far you click go down to steal click it okay I want to steal little hand goes over to the monsters which monster do you want to steal it from uh, go down to go down to Edgar's tools click which tool do you want to use click and he does it Saban's different he starts with three blitz attacks and you have to be in the menu uh, when you're not in a fight, to see how to do these blitz attacks. And it's a series of button presses uh, to do the, the primary blitz, which is pummel, that I've always used. I think he starts with three. I don't even know the other two, just to show you how much I used them. Pummel, you push. You go to blitz, push A. So it's going to pull out. You push left, right, left, A, again, and does the pummel. All right. The next one, he gets his aura blast or something. you got to throw a fireball like down, down, right, right and then a and that's how you do that one if you mess it up he don't perform it you know mm-hmm. so that's why left right left is very simple and he does it every time very powerful when it's you very do strong get it. yeah and so that's what he uh does he uses these claw weapons so um just you know something he puts on is a claw yeah and the good thing about blitz is, is it doesn't take any special um health or abilities to do it so it's something it's just a normal attack for him yeah yeah and so, so, go ahead. So anyway, uh, so you go to the Returner's Hideout now. So now you're finding you're fine Bannon at the Returner's Hideout, and uh, you finally get there after you get saved and going through the mountains and so on and so forth. Find Bannon. Bannon explains to her what they're trying to do. Ask, can, you know, do you want to join? Uh, so, uh, I forgot about that. So if you this part, if you. Um, if you make a choice, if you immediately go for go for the off, so Bannon will let you you go to say, hey, decide what you want to do. Do you want to join the Returners or not? To Terra, you're playing kind of from Terra's point of view mm-hmm. at this point. And so, if you say yes, you get a gauntlet. If you say no, you'll get a Genji glove, which means you get two weapons, one in each hand, so you can attack twice. So, but then you just if you decline three times, you get a Genji glove. Uh, see. Yeah, you got to pick. Yeah, so you could. There's there's different things that you. So uh, depending on what you say, it depends on the items that you get. This happens a lot. So this is what's great about the game too. Your choices matter. Yeah. Um, so, but um, it's not going to necessarily change the flow of the game. But you, the different items that you get, it, it gives you matter. different options of way to fight. That basically all it is. Yeah, and so anyway, so you you pick. Yes, we want to 
we want to uh, I'll, I'll join the returners and they say all right cool now they want now they're trying to go to Narsh um, is that and then that so the Empire invades South Vigara where they just left mm-hmm. and now they're coming to the hideout so now they got to get out of there yeah and so they want to uh, run and go to uh, are they trying to go to Narsh at um, first I, I, I can't remember if they're trying to go back to Narsh, but um, they, I think they are. They want to meet back at Narsh. Um, yeah, because they, they, they do. They do want to go to Narsh because they get on the wrath and they go. Bannon's skill. Oh, that's right. They want to. They want to go back. They want to go back to Narsh so uh, Tara can talk to the Esper. Yeah, because they want to get her connected to the Esper since she's magic. Esper's magic. They're just trying to put the whole magic get, thing back together. They want to get to the bottom of what that Esper's doing in Narsh. Nobody exactly. knows at this point. It's frozen. Um, so, so anyway, uh, so then you get on the, uh, raft and you're going around at this point though, this is pretty cool. So you get, you're going down the river and you got to pick which path you want to take and all this at some point. So it, you'll, you'll be traveling along. It'll stop and I'll say, you want to go up or do you want to go left? So this was pretty cool. I did this one time too. If you, there's a one part where it says you want to go up or left. If you push up, it just sends you up. You go around a circle and then you come back to the same thing. So do you want to go up or left again? You push up. It just keeps going in a circle. You got to push left. But if you keep pushing up, it's un, you know it's unlimited. You can put your settings on to where it will um, do the last command. So you can put fight for everybody, or auto crossbow for mm-hmm. um, for Ban or for uh, Edgar. Fight for everybody else except Bannon and put heal for Bannon, and you will never die. And you can put that down. Put a little. Uh, chair or something on your controller, turn your TV off, come back in a, to the next day and you're like level 70 for all your <laughs> characters. And so uh, and so now everybody you meet is also level 70. So you just blasted through the game right there. I've yeah. done that. It, that's pretty fun. Um, but anyway, uh, Locke, is, Locke has already gone to... So by the way, they split up. Locke is not on there. Not, Locke is not on the raft. Locke oh. goes to... Um, back to sneak into South Figaro and see what he can learn from the Empire. He's their little spy, sort of, little ninja running around, um, can kind of go remain unseen. So he's gone at this point. So that's what he went to do by Bannon's order. And so anyway, they're going down the river. Saban falls off and floats away. You don't know what's going on. And then now it's a new thing. This part, this part of the game, I'm not a big fan of. Well, I didn't there, like it. This there's part. a mini boss battle that makes him fall fall off the raft. Yeah. So the the, the this, they're fighting Ultros. Ultros is the kind of comic relief of the game. Yeah, he is. And so he knocks him off. Ultros is an octopus, yep. and he just yep. kind of shows up every so often. And Saban's like, I'm going to be the big tough guy, and he jumps in the water after Ultros to fight him. Yeah, he jumps in. He didn't get knocked off. Yeah, he jumps in after him to go swimming after him. Yeah. I'm going to hit it with a blitz and jumps in. Yeah, and he jumps in, and he goes, ends up getting swept down the river because the current's so strong. Yeah, so now you have to pick... Uh, and so now it goes back to the screen. You can save it, and it goes... You can pick lock scenario. You can pick Terra scenario. Or you can pick save and scenario, and you're going to do all three. I didn't know that at first when I yeah. picked it back in the day. I thought, man, who do I like the most? You know, and I picked lot. But um, you're going to do all three, and this is the only time it does it in the whole game where you have to pick a scenario. Mm-hmm. And I understand, you know, it was kind of cool, but then again, it was also kind of like one of those little extra mechanics that didn't really necessarily have to be there. This is like yeah. one of those few like unnecessary Just, things because both. 
Uh, Terra and Locke's scenario are really short in comparisons yeah. to Saban. Saban's is like the meat long. of the story. You know, it's like that's where the story is, is with Saban because he ends up, you know, meeting people and all that. Whereas both Locke and Terra just kind of, you know, go through the go through the motions, really. Yeah. So you 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 uh, I'll just go through what we have here. But yeah, they could have just done. You could have just told me which ones to play first. It's fine, you know. But. You know, so you picked. It didn't matter which order you do it in. You know, it's just that's that's what I'm saying. It could just have been anything. But anyway, you pick Terra's. Let's just say so they're floating around. They go to Narsh, and she goes through the caves to go try to find the Esper. Um, and they go meet the back to the old. Well, they before they go meet, the, they they don't want to go look at the Esper yet. They're just trying to figure out why the Empire's in, interested in the Esper. Mm-hmm. So they go back and meet the old, the man that saved Terra, and his name is Arvis. So once you get back there, you got to go through the caves. Just like you said, it's real short. You finish fo- going around on the rafts. Um, There's and a little you, specialized when you're in the cave in the same place where you did the bit the battle earlier with the with the Moggles. There's a oh, little yeah. there's a little star that floats around through the cave, and you have to follow. You have to pick that path, and if you get off that path, little lights are running around, and you have to hit the orange light, otherwise you get sent back. So yeah. it's not too hard. It, the enemies aren't too tough. You've got uh, Bannon with you, so you can just set them on auto heal, and you're just fine. Yeah. So this is easy this part, but um, but you do get to see the Moggle's house in this part. Yeah, you can go to the Mog- Moggle's house. They'll say Kupo, Kupo, and you can get a Rune Blade, which I didn't like the Rune Blade because it uses MP to do mm-hmm. more damage supposedly, and it doesn't even do more damage, but it just uses your MP. Yeah. So it says it consumes twelve to eighteen damage to hit a critical hit every time. So grab onto a few MP and stick with a great sword. So hold on to yeah. So, so grab onto your few MP. So just saying, don't use it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's costly. It's horribly cost ineffective at this stage in the game. Is what yeah. it's saying. It is. And basically, you get through that, and then you're at the little hideout house, and that's it. Yep, you're waiting for the other groups. So um, so then we'll ju- we'll jump to. Uh, I'll just talk about locks real quick. That's the easy one. Yeah. Then, we'll, then we'll go to savings. That's the longest one. Uh, so Locke is running around in South Vigaru, has to steal from the emperors or the uh, the imperial soldiers to get their uniform, steal from a merchant. There's other things that have happened that you've seen, and we're not getting to the finite details, but if you've walked around in South Vigaru when you were there the first time, you would see that there's a little merchant that takes a cider to this old man. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of remember that. Same way when you walk in a terrorist scenario, you go through the cave, Locke knew the hidden area of the cave showed it to Tara and then when you go back through she remembers it so little things like that um, that are happening throughout but he's stealing stuff getting into, getting into the the basement of wherever some, some house that uh, where the emperor, emperor soldiers are imperial soldiers are and uh, finds Celeste Celeste is a general for the uh, South Vigar for, for the emperor and now she's captured and getting beat do you know why i don't know why i never knew why i never saw why so let me see if it says it because I, I didn't uh i did not gosh yeah this is only even on this walkthrough saving has like four I mean, pages it, of it it just says like uh it says uh so the mighty cells has fallen um yeah the, in my walkthrough here it never really says why it never really says why in the um in the game itself either it just 
I mean, she could have lost in battle and they think that she's weak now because of that. I mean, there could have been several different reasons why, but you never really know the exact reason why she is no longer a, um, it was why she is no longer in favor with the empire. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me see if it says it here. So the next cutscene of subjects to much debate. Another version of the game, sales is being smacked around quite a bit by a soldier, eventually falling to the floor. This was removed to fit the target audience in the U.S., though many felt the scene added drama to the situation and all. Oh, well, well, yeah, I mean, it, that she did fall to the floor and hit on, on the Super Nintendo one, so I don't know what he's talking about. So they're beating on her for some reason. She's tied up. Um, well, in, so, the, yeah. in the, the game version that I play on my phone, she falls to the floor, but you never see a guard go up and hit her. Okay. So you don't see the violence part of it, you know. I thought, I, yeah, I've seen them, but they run, they run a charge at her. Yeah, hmm. they do. They do that on. Uh, if, if you remember it from the the cart when we played it back in the day, it does do yeah. it. That it do, does do it on the cart. But when they started making the more updated versions, it's not as much violence. Okay. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so you go and rescue her. And she's actually a magic user, too. She was infused with um, Magicite. You know, sorry, infu- not Magicite. They don't, nobody knows what Magicite is yet. She was infused with magic somehow. The, the Empire did that. Um, and it's just, you know, this weak spell. Same way for Terra, you're just a low level. But um, but anyway, she her, her ability is rune, that she mm-hmm. can just hold her sword up, and any magic cast will be absorbed by her. So probably one of the, you know, that's probably the weakest, un- yeah, most I, I, unnecessary ones. I've never had it been a scenario other than the one that it makes you fight. I think I've used it like twice. Yeah, once on it's, accident and once on purpose. It's like, wait, I know this guy's fixing to throw some heavy magic. Let me throw it up there just in case. Yeah, so you have to you have to escape South Vigaro and you go through. The, you're trying to get to Narsh and it's right down the road, you know. So you just go through South Vigaro and uh, going back to to the cave that you came through the first time after leaving Figaro to get to South Vigaro, and there's like some big monster at the end that does magic, and you know if he, if he chants like a regular fire spell on it, it'll kill you in one hit. So that's when you have to use that rune mm-hmm. and just let Locke beat on the guy. But um, but anyway, that's what. Uh, that's what uh, happened there. Um, super short as well. Yep. Yeah, and so that's all it is. And then they go to they go to Narsh. So now here comes Sabin's like this monstrous. Oh, it's so long and, and and kind of boring, man. I mean, so it does kind a of couple drone of on. So she so he's going floating down the river. He gets picked up by um, a. This is where you meet Gal. G-A-U. And it's just some boy that is raised, like the boy who raised by wolves. And he has a unique ability. He doesn't even have a fight command. He um, will... uh, He has a blitz command. Or not blitz. He leaps. It's a rage command. But he leaps. That's what it is. He leaps into monsters and learns their abilities. So he'll leap in. First of all, you got to get him. You got to get dried meat from the town, and when he when you kill some some enemies, he'll appear. Well, now don't um, skip one part. Now we're skipping one part because before what? that happens, it's not the, uh, it? before before that happens because you get a chance to talk to Shadow. Oh yeah, so you get a chance to talk here. to Shadow. So you get to take a chance to talk to Shadow, and then when you talk to Shadow, you can have him join your party. Depending on how That's well right. you play is depending on how long he'll stay with you. He can actually stay with you for quite a while. And you talk to Shadow, and so that's um, that's good. Um, 
see, it used to be, at least on the superintendent version, that I never got in there. You hire him, and he would only stay until you've earned so much money from monsters, then he would leave. So it was a weird, you know, that's, I think that's what it used to be. Um, that's what I read anyway. I had, I had a uh, walkthrough, a big walkthrough mm-hmm. that I need to get. But, you know, I, I've seen that it was wrong a couple of times, but he'll leave eventually. He's not, he's on a, you know, it's not like a certain scene that happens and he leaves. It's, he'll leave at random whenever you trigger that, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but you don't, so let's see. You're in the Velt first, right? You don't go. Yeah, there. you're in the Velt. Well, hold on. When yeah, you you're pick, in the Velt. But there's somebody else you pick up too. No, you don't pick up Cyan yet. Why does it have it in my? It has it in my. It has it okay, in my it is. Here. You do okay. That's what I, I couldn't remember if you go. So okay, so here's what happened. So yep, I knew I didn't remember if it was before or after. So you're not at the Velt yet. Um, no, of course you're not at the Velt yet. So you you, yeah. you go to the, you got to go through the Imperial camp. Shadow will lead you there. Um, let's see what it says. Because this right here is uh, Saban Scenario Cabin Fever. Talk to Shadow and Interceptor. You get Shadow. You're going through that. And for whatever reason, it has... Oh, that's a different thing. Okay, that's just a different thing. So you pick up Shadow, and then you go to the attack on Doma. And your attack on Doma is where you and Shadow kind of have to get through in there. And um, you meet Cyan on this part. At the, well, so, the attack on Dolma. That's when you first see Cyan, and he gives you that little whole thing that we were talking about, the black screen or whatever. Yeah. Let's see. Let's, I just want to see what... Uh, yeah, no, Shadow... Okay, okay, I'm thinking of something else. Shadow, this part, there, you meet... There, you can... This is not the first time you meet Shadow. You can meet oh. Shadow at another time and pay him to join you. And that's when he runs off. This one does have a triggered event. Yeah, um, he, he can run off and leave you before the, the earlier too on this one. Oh, he can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a possibility that he could run off on you, but okay. but for the most part, as long as you play through quickly, he'll stay with you through that one triggered event. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's that's why. Yeah. So this is different. Yes. That's what this guy says yeah, too. This one you don't have to pay. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to hire him on this one. He he will join. He will join you. And you may this may be the first time you, you know you'll you'll see him in a bar at some point. Yeah, you see him in a bar, and it was it was or it was earlier. You could have seen him in the bar and talked to him. He has music. Oh yeah, when you when music's just sick. When you when you when you walk into a room and you hear that music, you know Shadow is right around the corner. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Proto Man and Mega Man Three or like Zero when he's about to appear. Some music comes on, but um. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he, so he's there. So I may be thinking about uh, at some point in the game you can pay him to join you, and then he'll walk off once he's got some enough kill. That's yeah. what I'm thinking about. So my bad. So anyway, yeah. So what's going on here is you got to get to the Imperial base. Shadow's going to lead you to it. Um, it's an Imperial camp, mm-hmm. and so the camp has General Leo in it, and they want to storm the. Um, they're, they're they're basically doing a siege on the castle on Castle Doma. <clears throat> yeah, on Doma, which is where Cyan lives, another character. And so, <clears throat> by the way, Shadow has the throw command. You throw any old weapon or sh- shurikens or ninja stars or whatever. And um, the uh, so the, the the Doma is 
the uh, home of Cyan, and they, you know, they're not emperor loyalists, of course, and so they're getting ready to attack them. Well, anyway, the emperor calls back General Leo, so that leaves Kefka in command, and General Leo is actually a good dude. Um, he's just fighting for his country or whatever. He's loyal to the emperor. Yeah, Leo's whatever. basically like, let's just wait them out. You know, they'll eventually surrender because we've got more than they have. Well, we can eventually basically force them to surrender without any bloodshed. It's basically yeah. his opinion and the way he takes it. Kefka, yeah. on the other hand, he's like, uh-uh, let's get to business. Let's let's just wipe them out and be done with it. Yeah, Kefka ends up poisoning the river, killing everybody, even his own men, whoever drinks the water. So he poisons the river when, when Leo's leaves. And nobody likes Kefka, you know. But uh, if the, you know, they know he's just a crazy, crazy man. He even looks like a clown. You know, everybody mm-hmm. else is dressed in military. This dude's dressed like a clown. <laughs> so, but, um, but anyway, he poisons the river and kills everybody. Cyan comes out there. You know, that's unacceptable. You poison the river. You kill him. It kills his family. It kills his wife and his son. And so he's on a vendetta now for the Empire. And he oh, is... Yeah. You know, he's he's bad too. He's a he uses like a ninja sword, like katanas and stuff like that. Um, single single blade, single edge blade type of thing. Um, but he has the uh, what's it called? Wow, I just couldn't remember what it's called when he does his, oh, his special move. Uh, Bushido. Yeah, it's not called Bushido in, in the Super Nintendo though. It is called Bushido, and but it's called uh, something else. But um, it's a, he basically char- it's a charge bar that charges up, and uh, it goes to one, two, three, and you got to sit there and wait. But if you uh, do uh, one, it's dispatch, and that's that's good enough. And he just does a special attack and, and hits. But anyway, <clears throat> so he's he's got a vendetta. So they go through the camp, busting it up. He's on a you know blood blood drunk, tearing through the camp. And uh, so they go on the run. So they go in there and t- do as much damage as they can. And then they, uh, what makes them, what causes them to run? They run to the forest. Um, they're chasing Kefka for a while. Oh yeah, that's right. They're chasing Kefka. They chase Kefka and they get across the bridge. And Cyan is coming back across because we don't go in the forest yet. This is when, um. Because the poisoning happens, and then Cyan and Sabin and uh, Shadow all end up meeting up together now, and they're all together, and they end up getting into the uh, the the magic uh, the 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 tech suits again. Yeah. And so they do that, suits. and they plow through the can. Uh, they plow through the uh, plow through the the town or whatever through the little area. Um, and then they flee into the forest because just people start pouring in at this point. And so um, this is a chance. Uh, this is a chance where um, uh, Shadow could run off. So like right here, when you go into the right before you go in, Shadow could be like, well, I'm out. I'm not going to that forest. And then you run into the forest and okay. the Phantom Forest. And that's where you have the Phantom Train. Yeah. So, and that's where we're at now. Oh, uh, so yeah. So you're still trying to go to. So you, yeah, you're just trying to get. You, you chase Kefka, but then you're trying to get back to Nar. So you got to uh, travel through. The only way to get through to where you're going is to go through the forest. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to get back to Narsh, and yeah. so um, and so you got to go through the forest, and then they meet this phantom train, 
And you're this. I I don't like the Phantom Train. I think it's, it's just a boring it's, spark. It, it it's to, it, it was something. It, it's filler. And it's like, why yeah, did you add this filler here? That just like, eh. So I mean, we can just really skip over it. I mean, you basically well, are I mean, just uh, yeah. There's you're basically a- just running from ghosts on the Phantom Train. The Phantom Train is taking people. They're basically taking souls to. So Saban and Cyan and Shadow are like, okay, let's get on this train. And they're like, oh, wait, we've realized this is the soul train. And Saban's like, what? You know, and yeah. so they, they, they're like, yeah, this is the train that takes the fairy's souls to the afterworld. And so basically yeah. they're on that train trying to get through it. So you have to basically fight your way through it and get all the way all to All the it. way from the caboose to the front of the train. And, and you, dude, it's just yeah, you a have all kind of grind. It is, and it's just kind of it's kind of dull because it's like you added it in here for no sense, and then you get to the front of the train and you actually have to fight the train. Yeah, and that's what's kind of silly because you're like you're running away from the train and trying to turn around and fight the train at the same time. It's just kind of all you have to do is use a phoenix down on it and it's dead in one hit. Yep. and it's over. And so all undead are like that. Um, so anyway, that yeah, so that's what happens there. So now they have to jump. They find it. This is where this is where he left me. Shadow left me. Yeah, Shadow leaves here. Jump. I think he leaves automatically here. <laughs> yeah, so we had to jump over the side and go into the river. Yeah, at to, the to yeah, keep the, going. yeah, the falls. He 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 leaves at the yeah, falls no matter what. Yep. Yeah. And so you wake up. Um, well, now you go through the the Baron Falls. Is this? Yeah, you're going a through the fight scene of the Baron Falls, and this is where you meet. This is where you meet Gal. Yeah. Okay. Gal so Fonshire. then you wake up in the Velt. Yeah, and this is where you meet Gal, the Wild Boy. And you got to get some dried meat to get him to join your party. He does the leap command to learn. So this is, again, this is what Saban's, uh, this is why his scenario is a little bit drawn out. And it's not, it's the Phantom Train is the only thing that's really filler. Sal's, or Cyan's, we didn't mention it. We see his wife and kid get on the train. Yeah. And they're talking to him. So that's kind of really the whole reason. But, we didn't have to fight all that. You could have just showed us. Yeah, they, they could have connected it a different way. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so Gal only learns, only becomes useful if he jumps and, uh, leaps onto enemies. All right. So he'll leap in, you don't have to fight. And then you go back and fight enemies until he reappears. Wherever he jumps in and reappears, whatever monsters are there, that's the abilities he will learn. There's only a handful that you need to know. Trillium uses bio that's the a really good one and then uh stray cat uses cat scratch and that is bad everybody's hitting for 150 and then cat scratch will hit for a thousand so that's like the most powerful thing and it's so and you got so you those are the two you want to get there's other ones too of course i need to find um, stray cat i hadn't done that one yet yeah he doesn't even mention it in this one he says the most important ones in this walkthrough important ones are dark wind which does break yeah yep it makes you float inherently so once guy who does it picks a monster to attack as you lose control of them trillium alacran does numb which it makes something stop templar yeah dude come on it does fire though i guess and fire can be can be decent yeah and thunder is uh there's another one that does that but but anyway yeah cat scratch if it's something that's not uh good uh, or not that's not uh that's that is immune to magic so to speak then just use that cat scratch but i got that on the opera house scene on youtube cat scratch he hits he kills ultros two hits psh, psh, dead 
<clears throat> and so that, that timer was, you know, it's a time scene on the Opera yeah. House. But I didn't, I didn't use Gal on my Opera House. So yeah, I, I did this time because I never did before. I just wanted to see. Yeah. But anyway, so you get him. He shows you that hey, there's a thing you can put on your head. We'll go under the water, and then we'll get to Narsh. You all meet up at Narsh. Another big talk meeting of the minds, the big returners. They all show up, introduce the people that they've, hey, this is Cyan, this is Celeste. This, of course, Cyan's mad at Celeste at first because she's an Imperial general, wants to fight her. Locke steps in. Locke is really trying to protect Celeste for mm-hmm. some reason. We don't know why. You know, they're like, oh, are you still carrying that around? You know, you need to cut it loose, you know, like on Roadhouse. But, mm-hmm. um, but they, you know, they, there's all kind of just hints at backstories at this point. You don't know. Yeah. So anyway, man, so they do that. Um, and, and at this time you have another big battle. Yeah. Another big battle. Now you pick who, who you want. want. Yeah. You pick in your groups and <laughs> it's best to keep your two magic users apart. So here's what I did. What did you, so who did you put? Do you remember? I don't even remember. Um, I know I put Terra and Cells apart. I don't remember who I'll put in the groups because I just I was like, let me put them in these groups and split them like that, and there you go. So here's what I did. Um, let's see what is what is this? Sorry. Basically, I kept, I kept Cells and Terra apart. I kept Sabin and Edgar apart because they were the two strongest at the point for me, and I just filled in the groups from there. Yeah, so he so this guy said he put Eric, Edgar and Tara together, Locke, Celeste, Gal together, and Cyan and Sabin together. So here's what I do. I put Cyan in his own group. I put Sabin in his own group, and I park them by Bannon. Then I put Locke, Celeste, Gal, and Edgar, or uh, either Celeste or Tara. Mm-hmm. So Sabin's going to be with one of the magic users. I usually do Tara, Edgar, Locke, and Gal. And I will go straight down to that, cut through all of them, and go straight down to the boss and steal from, you can steal pretty good stuff from the stuff of the boss and kill them. So if one of them gets by, you can take them out with uh, Sabin and Celeste. But, you know, they usually usually can get down there fast. you got to kill the Hell's Rider um, and Kefka himself. Yeah. So um, let's see if he even has what's stolen. A stolen item, you can get a mithril vest or an elixir. Uh, so I actually got the mithril vest the first time, and then, like I said, I overwrote my overwrote my um, save, and I go back and I got the, the stupid elixir. So it's like, eh, whatever. But anyway, that's kind of a fun thing to do. Now you got the res- respite at Narsh. So what happens once you run off the emperor there? Well, you go and you talk to the Esper. You talk to the Esper. Then that next. And then she flies off. Yeah, yeah. You talk to the Esper. The yeah, Esper does the, the Esper actually changes her into something else. You know, you don't know yeah, what so happens. She's talking to the she's having a reaction to the Esper and everyone's like, Tara, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she's kinda, you know, something's going on. She changes into this pink thing and flies off with this weird sound. Right. She's like, Oh, what is going on? Right, so now uh, they're trying to find her. We got to go find where she went. Mm-hmm. And you're back you know? in, yeah, you're back in Narsh. And so when you're in Narsh, you have to now once again select who you want to go where. 
So you right. have everybody but Terra that you're picking for a party. Bannon stays behind. You got to leave a couple people to stay behind. I actually left Cyan and um, Gal behind on my playthrough of this one, and I took Cells, uh, Locke, which Cells and Locke I think have to go, and then I took Saban and yeah, Edgar. Yeah, they do. I can't remember why because she has to go. She has to go somewhere. She has to get into. Uh, she has to get into something. And um, Locke has to help her sneak in because Locke. Yeah, they just want to go. They want to go check out the camp. Yeah, again, and they're trying to find where Tara went. Yeah, and they say she flew off toward um, some other town, and that's when you find out that hey, we can take the Figaro. We can take Figaro Castle to to the town. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you go there, and uh, they move you over to that town, and that's when you can learn a little bit about Locke's history, in Mm -hmm. which that's the town that he grew up in so you go to that that's one way you can kind of get the, the backstories you you can go through the whole game and not this part you're still kind of linear but you're right you do get to at least pick who you want in your group and um and here's where you can um if you don't if you had room in your party you could hire out shadow for three thousand. that's what it is yeah okay and so um yeah you can get shadow again i guess the only reason would be to get him some levels but i mean he probably Really yeah, so matter. here's it says, finally you could choose to leave Narsh with only three characters and pick up the old friend and Colingen, that's where you're going, Shadow. Yeah. Shadow will randomly leave you throughout the entire scenario and therefore is a risky investment. Battle-wise, Shadow is a straight offensive. Okay, whatever. And this is um, where, and then Colingen is where um, Locke's from and you, you you get to have a little bit of his backstory. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So um, you learned that he had a, uh, was it Rachel? Yeah, Rachel. Girl that Rachel. he was promised to protect, and he failed to protect her. And so, by doing so, he's that's what he told Celeste when he first met her. Celeste and Sales, he calls her uh, Clear's calling her Sales. I'm calling her Celeste. So I, I don't know what her real name is. It looks like the C E L E S. We always called her Sales growing up. So, <clears throat> but, um, he he looks. She looks like Rachel. So Locke has kind of taken to her mm-hmm. and uh, wants to protect her. And that's kind of where he he is with that. And so you get a little bit of story. It goes through what happened there in a cave, and she falls through. He didn't protect her, and, but she's actually still in a bed in town, being preserved. That, yeah, being preserved by a bunch of flowers and stuff. Kind of weird when you go back and think about it. Very creepy. Like, well, I, why isn't she like buried? He's being preserved. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that is kind of creepy. But anyway, so you kind of you kind of do that, um, and you're still having to. Okay, so here's the optional side trip. Tara flew off. Uh, yeah, you can take. Yeah, so here's where you gotta. Um, here's where you go can back go to the vault and get more stuff for Gal. You need to go to South Figaro and buy the drill. That is the other one that you need. Drill, bio blaster, and auto crossbow, which he already comes with auto crossbow. Um, okay, so it's saying the meteor strike blitz will become more dangerous than the aura cannon here too. When Saban is without earring, with earring, the damage is different but marginal. Meteor, see, I didn't ever do any of these. Yeah, I didn't do any did. of that stuff either, yeah. He wasn't even that strong. I didn't take him on mine. Oh yeah, he um, was he was one of the strongest characters, so I took him with me because I was like, I know, I, I, was, I was like, I'm gonna need him, so let me take him with me. So I took him and I've I've pumped him up. Um, he, he's pretty well pumped up now. Like I 
basically my my main characters I play with are Cells, Locke, and uh, the twins. Yeah, so you can uh, so to get back to the Velt, wow, you got to go all the way to the cave to South Figaro, pass through Mount Colts again, go to the Returner's Hideout, go to Bannon's room. You'll find the hidden passage to the raft. Jump on it. The same battle you had to fight earlier. Now take the path Saban took when he drifted off, and you'll find yourself near the hut of the crazy man again. Walk through the forest, Phantom Forest, and then jump down Baron Falls, and you're in the Velt now. See, I'll I didn't just wait till I got the you no. Know, there's no way. I didn't, I didn't do any of that. I went straight for you know what my what my story was because my next after doing um after do, doing uh the stuff with uh Locke and everything I went to the town of uh Jador yeah and that's where I that's where I headed through and that's where my walkthrough was going through was going to Jador it my walk through doesn't even touch any of what you just did yeah no I didn't uh I don't, those are all optional stuff you can have Edgar so if you walk into this uh, cabin or walk into the castle with just Edgar He'll say, I wish Saban was here. Yeah. And if you bring Saban and Edgar there, you'll see a little scene. You'll kind of yeah. see what happened. They flip the coin <coughs> to see who was going to be. Yeah, you find team. out more backstory about that, too. And that, that was nice seeing that once I got to South, uh, when I got to Figaro's Castle. And it was a two. So this is important because it was a two headed coin. Um, that, uh, now, there was a two headed coin and another one. Now, I don't think it ever tells you it was a two headed coin on that one. Yeah, so I can't remember if this scene... T- there is a two-headed coin with There's, those two at some point in the game. It may not have surfaced yet. Saban didn't. If there's, because, a two, yeah, if there's a two-headed coin scene with them, it's past the opera house. Okay, I'd have to, I'd just have to see that because at the opera... So, the, the, so remember, so not to get too far ahead, but after the opera house, when, when Celeste is flipping the coin, she goes to F- Edgar to get it. She walks over to him and goes takes and gets the coin and then does the flip and she he was hustled and it was but so so you knew that he had a two-headed coin that's why he went over there but anyway i don't i don't remember where that scene is um if you take both if they if you sleep in the inn you'll get that scene mm-hmm. that's right i'm pretty sure if you sleep in the sleep in the inn in figaro castle that's what it says here a special scene will be revealed yep. however there's a better chance to watch this later when the timing is right but if you sleep in the inn that's when you'll see the, the flipping of the coin that, because he they said who wants to be king it's going to be me or you or whatever they're not arguing over it but Saban doesn't want to be king they flip a coin it's a two headed coin and he's out yeah the win- the winner the <laughs> basically the winner of the flip gets to choose what they want to do and yeah, uh, like Saban won and he decided a life of freedom alright so anyway so then um, they go to uh, Colingen and is that when they figure out about collagen? Opera? Collagen was for Rachel and all of that. I don't know if there was the talk of the opera house or whatever. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it is yet. You just you, you find out that the girl has now gone to flown towards Jidor. and Jidor Jidor is where you find out about the opera house because you talked to the impresario there. Yeah, so you find out about it, but you still found out that. She flew up to, you know, she's just tracking down Terra and you go into these different um, towns and then they kind of tell you, hey, I saw her fly up here, I saw her fly here, so you're tracking her down. So now she went to Zozo and Zozo is an interesting little place. Zozo is a little town that's abandoned and a bunch of thieves and everybody running around there. Everybody lies except for like one guy there. 
It's terrible. And so you just crazy. have to figure it out. You know, you just have to figure it out. There's a clock. Did you did you do the clock? Yeah, I did the did clock. Did you wind the clock? And then you get the chainsaw for Edgar. Yeah. Pretty, really good. Chainsaw is awesome. And he does it two different ways, too. If you ever watch it, mm-hmm. he'll do it one time with a hockey mask on, and other times he'll just spin around with it. So, he, so on the Super Nintendo version, it's the same. He does that. And I'll see how it is on the phone. On the uh, on the uh, Super Nintendo version, he spins around and it does damage. If he does the hockey mask and just does a like that and backs up, it'll it's supposed to kill the enemy instantly. Ah. If it doesn't kill the enemy instantly, like if it's a boss, it'll just say missed. So you're taking hmm. a gamble to use the chainsaw. That's why I say did not know get that. the drill. Does yours do the phone does different? The phone makes it damage all the time. Um, I didn't pay attention to it. I never saw it miss. So okay. Um. So yeah, it'll miss on big bosses. And so when you pick that chainsaw, you're you're taking a gamble that it's going to do a bunch of damage, or at least on the Super Nintendo version. Um. But anyway, so you run through Zozo, you're getting attacked all the time. This town has random battles, and you gotta you find cl- clues. You know, um, like they say the seconds. What are the second hands on? Oh. They are divisible by twenty, and then another one will say this. You know, you'll walk around and talk to somebody mm-hmm. else. Oh, my second hand on my watch is pointing at thirty, so you know it ain't thirty. You know that's not divisible by twenty, so you got to put all these clues together. Oh, what time is it? Four o'clock. So you know it's not four o'clock because they like to lie. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, you eventually so, find you eventually find out what time it is. So yeah, you have to just you have to just do all the clues. There's nobody nobody tells you what time it is. Uh, then you go set the clock. And so, after you get all the rates, or after you get all the clues, you're saying the time is clear. It's either six ten ten or six ten fifty. And so you can put, you know, it doesn't matter if you do it the first time or second time. It's the same thing. And uh, there it goes. It says uh, so the chainsaw contain uh, the chest contains a chainsaw. It's a powerful new tool for Edgar that is basically drill on crack with the annoying twenty five percent tendency to try to go for the insta kill, which has a small chance of missing, and always misses against targets immune to one hit KO. So then you get no damage for it. So he just basically loses a turn. So anyway, you find a tower. You go up the tower. There goes, uh, there's Tara sitting in the, uh, is this, do you find her yet? You don't, or. Yeah, you find her in this. This is where you find her. Okay. Once you get, this is saying. Once you get up the tower. So, so there's other things that go on. There's a way for you to find a special, um, relic for, um, Locke as well. That helps him do better with his stealing. His stealing will now change to mugging. So now you actually do damage to the person when you steal from them. So you can find that and do that. It actually ups him. Once you finally climb up the tower, you find Terra with uh, a guy called, what is his name? Rathman. Ruma. Ramu. 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 And so she's chilling in a room. She's laying in a bed with Ramu. And you have a conversation with Ramu. Turns out Ramu's also an esper. So that's a cool thing. You find out that and that he actually called Terra to Jador. Or, or no, we're in Zozo, right? Yeah, we're, Zozo. We're in Zozo. Called a Terra to Zozo since he is an Esper as well to try to help her because he felt her presence and he's like, you come here, let me help you. You talk to them and then you find out that, oh, this is where you learn about Magicite, I think. Well, is well before we get into that, so the, uh, the Esper's, Remember what we said at first, there used to be a big war between the espers and humans. The war so the espers are in, yeah. Yeah. The war espers are in hiding. And so Terra is half Esper. 
So that's what's happening. She's half Esper. That now you're explaining how she's using magic. And Ruma says, "Hey, you know, he's here watching her at Zozo at the top of the tower, obviously safe from Empire or anybody else. You would never expect it." And he's explaining to the returners, you know, who he is, who she is, and how to draw magic from the espers. The Empire is doing it all wrong. They're trying to suck life force out and all this, but it's actually they have to die and turn into magicite. Yep. And that's when you can get, you know, Ramu is the lightning esper. So he will have, I think he has Bolt, Bolt 2, and he has Thunder, else. Th- he has Thunder, th- Thundara, and uh, Poison. Yeah. So in the Super Nintendo version, it's called Bolt, Bolt 2, and, um, and uh, Poison. Yeah. But in Fire is Fire, Fire 2. No, no, no. Uh, so, uh, in, in ours, in, in this one, it's fire, Fiagra, and then Fiagra. You know, you got the yeah. The, so the, so add the letters not, on. I think it's fire, Fira. Yeah, it's fire. R A, and then fire, Fiagra. Yeah, but bolt. It's called something that I thought it was called. And this, too. and this is it's it's thunder, it's Thundara, and then Thundargara or whatever. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm, I know I know in Final Fantasy two it says bolt and bolt two and blah blah blah. Um, but anyway, so that's what um, yes, fire thunder. Okay, anyway, whatever. It's the second thunder, second fire. Um, but um, second, but anyway, you you put those on, and this is when now you start getting the uh, the magicite, you know, like, like Bolt will have like a times 10 multiplier. So every time you kill an enemy, you might get one to whatever number of magic points. And that will be, if you get one magic point, it's a times 10 multiplier where you got 10 magic points. So you're 10% learning that spell. You mm-hmm. have to have that magicite equipped on whoever. Um, they also give you buffs as you gain levels and stuff like that. So that's how you learn magic. Your people now are starting to learn magic and everybody's a magic user. But to learn all of the spells will take some serious time. Yes, it does. I've I've been doing it with the <laughs> with the four that I've got right now. Basically, all my characters know all but one. Like they've 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 learned almost yeah. all of it, and it because takes the cure two. The cure has cure takes forever. It takes the it's got longest a one multiplier. <laughs> it takes the longest to learn. It's just like oh my gosh. Yeah, and so uh, this is where we're kind of at. Uh, with um, the opera house. So what's happened is Ramu informs you that the Empire has trapped all of his Esper friends. They've caught them and they're trying to extract magic from them. They're they're held up in the, the Magicite lab or whatever. And um, Magitech lab. And he's asking for you to go free them. And so you got to get to the Empire. You got to get to there where they're holding them. So how are we going to do that? So you go back to Jodor, Jodor to figure it out. That's when you start hearing about this one guy that he Has, leaves a note in the in dude's mansion saying he's going to come steal Maria, who's this big opera singer, from the opera house. Um, and so you'd already learned also that Celeste looks like Maria. So they come up with a plan. Hey, I got an idea. Let's let Celeste go out there and be Maria, pretend to be Maria. Because where is Maria anyway? She's uh, not there. Never, never know. Never, never find. I'll never totally find out. <laughs> She's just not there. Maybe sick. Yeah. Maybe decided to skip out of town. Who knows? She didn't want to show up because 
she knew she was going to get kidnapped. So Setzer is the world's uh, famous gambler, and he's the pilot of the world's only airship, the Blackjack. So they come up with a plan. Let's have him steal Celeste. We'll all sneak on board, and then we'll, uh, you know, and then we'll uh, use his airship to get to the Emperor, to get to where we need to go, so we can free all the espers. So that is the big plan. And uh, so the opera house scene, this is an iconic scene. Um, the first time I saw it, I mean, the music, I mean, we've already explained how the music's great. I mean, somebody took some serious, somebody's got some serious skill writing uh, the music for these Final Fantasies. And um, I mean, I, dude, I don't even know how to explain the opera house other than just, I mean, they, they perform an opera. They really do. I mean, it's awesome. So you got to, so you, know, you have to read the script as Celeste and then yeah. pick. You know what? When that part of the song comes up, so, you got to pick it. So it's really good. Right so it's really good. So as you're sitting there doing this, and before what he just described is, is you see Ultros creep in the back, and he is like, "I want to create havoc. You've ruined my day. You know, I'm just going to come create havoc. You know, I want to kill y'all because you know you attacked me while I was floating in the water." You know, he kind of thinks of it as he's the innocent bystander that, you know, <laughs> that uh, yeah, that didn't do anything. And you just floated up on my territory. And so I was defending my territory when, in fact, he's actually the bad guy. He's creating all kinds of havoc. And so he thinks that this will be fantastic if it creates all these issues. And so you see him sneak off and you know that he is trying to do something devious, that he's trying to hurt people. Then sales <laughs> and Locke go into the dressing room. She's changed. Locke makes some statements about, you know, how pretty she is, basically. And then that's when the opera scene starts. have to read the opera like Hollywood was saying and so so you know know what to do 
because if you miss a line, you get kicked out of the opera and you have to start over. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it, and you get three tries at it and then you have to start completely over. You know, it's yeah, one of those game, things. Game over. <coughs> yeah, it's one of those, one of those so kind of things. Yeah, so it's a total of four tries to get it right if you fail four times. It says it looks like you were you weren't exactly born to be on stage, along with an actual game over. So there's ways to fail it if you um, don't remember the lines correctly. You don't have to do every line that'll pop up, and you got you know it's kind of timed because it's with the music. Mm-hmm. And then um, also if you run out of time when uh, Ultros is like, oh, I'm going to drop this you know anvil on the yeah. on the woman on stage, and so you got like five minutes to get up to her and. Well, and, uh, to Ultros and so, so it's actually two timed <laughs> stages. It's, it's two timed things. You have a timed one of doing the opera because you have to do them on cue. If you don't do them on cue, you wait too long, you'll fail as well. Right. And then you also have to do a dance with one of the guys there. So you have to follow oh, yeah. him around, do the dance, grab the flowers, <laughs> take them up to the balcony, finish the opera, throw the flowers or whatever. And then there you go. That scene's finished. Yeah. Then you have the Ultros part kicked in. Yeah. Then you find out about Ultros and his plans. You have to go from where you're sitting at watching the opera, go to one room to unlock the door that's locked so you can get to the catwalk, walk all the way back around, go into that door. And you only have five minutes to do this. Go into that door and start walking across the catwalk. And when you're going across the catwalk, it is infested with rats. I mean, there are tons yeah. of them all over the place. The good thing is, is unlike when you're in the, when you're walking around and you have an attack happen, you don't see where the things where the um, enemies are this one you do you see all the rats running around on the on on the thing but you can't dodge them because the path you have to take has the rats in that path so yeah and timers going as you're fighting exactly even while you're winning your rewards the timer's going a timer doesn't stop for anything and when i got to ultros i got to ultros with like 15 seconds left you know i was just barely creeping in there because i did something i messed i misstepped on one of my things and so get to ultros and you basically stop him from dropping the anvil but the bad thing is is y'all all fall down to the floor and you basically mess up the uh opera that's going on yeah so so then they kind of ad lib it (laughs) and then uh you know lock lock jumps in and says oh i'll save uh maria or whoever and so everybody's like, oh, it's a big twist. You know, the opera director, opera house owners, like, you know, kind of getting into it now. It's just kind of comical. I mean, it's supposed yeah. to be funny. It's and, funny, um, but it's really good. I mean, it's a good, it's it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. And then here comes Setzer, swoops him down and picks up Maria, our Celeste, and the plan has worked, and we will just have to pick up what happens next on the next talk, the next playthrough here. Uh, after part one, we're creeping up on two hours, a long playthrough, but, uh, you know, it's fun to talk about, you know, this story and hopefully you guys can follow along and it's not too bad. But like I said, we will have a video for what we're talking about on YouTube. If yep. you want to kind of go see this game again, um, and, uh, you guys can follow along there, but, um, that's where we are at going to rescue the espers and getting some magic power. I found out that Terra is half esper. And that's how you get magic is after they turn in the magic site. And we are going to see where we, uh, what happens next on the uh, next one. So probably next week sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, got to got to play to that time. But yeah. uh, hopefully this one will be out on Sunday. So tomorrow recording this Saturday night. And uh, 
get it to you guys. Um, you got anything else you want to add? No, man. It's just it's it's fun reliving this, you know, talking about it. So really enjoy yeah, it's breaking a lot of it fun down. To play it. It's yeah, been it's a lot of it's been a blast to play it. I've had so much fun playing it. It's a lot of fun to play it when you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast about it, you know, mm-hmm. as well. So it's kind of a different experience. You try to remember certain things, and um, you know, some people I've heard these type of things before. Some people will take notes. Um, but it's kind of just fun to, to remember it. And I mean, if it's something crazy, I'll, it just sticks out, you know, yeah. just do that. Uh, but just, uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll cover that next, next time. But anyway, all right. Appreciate you guys listening and we will see you next time. Take care guys. Bye.